Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, we praise you, God. Thank you. We thank you, God, for tonight, God, in the name of Jesus. God, consume us tonight in the name of Jesus. God, hold our hands and walk into the plain path of you, what you desire for us tonight. We thank you, God, for all day long, all night long. Every hour on the hour, we thank you. And we praise you, God, for what you're going to do tonight in the name of Jesus. Have you took every spirit, every retaliatory demonic force in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We praise you now, God, in the name of Jesus. We adore you now, God, in the name of Jesus. We magnify you now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, God. Tonight, breathe on us tonight. God, breathe on us tonight, never like never before, God, in the name of Jesus. For in a time like this, God, we need a Savior. Breathe on us tonight, God. So we know we're saved. Breathe on us tonight, God. Like never before, God. God, we praise you in advance. God, we adore you in advance. And God, wash us. Wash our minds, our bodies, and our spirit, God. God, teach your people to repent. Repent for things that are unseen, unsought of, and thought of anyway, God. In the name of Jesus come before you tonight crying out to you God because we need you the world needs you we need you our children need you God in the name of Jesus breathe on us breathe on us tonight like never before breathe on us God we thank you God we thank you God hide us tonight God, behind your cross. Because, God, we realize we can't make it without you. We can't breathe without you, God. Our hearts won't take without you. Our spirits can't move without you, God. God, wash us and cleanse us, God. Hide us and, and change us and focus us on the things of you, God. Because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring for us. But we thank you now for this day. This second, this hour, this millisecond. To walk in your glory. Pray in your glory. Think in your glory. Manifest yourself tonight, God. God, manifest yourself. Like never before, manifest yourself, God, that we know, that we know that we've been touched by God in the name of Jesus. 
and we thank you, God, that we're blood bought and blood anointed. And I thank you now that I am blood bought and blood anointed by your power, by your exousious power, God. God, move Glenda out of the way, God. Oh, God, move Glenda out of the way. So that you step into this vessel. Use these lips of clay. God, to give somebody that needs a word from you tonight. But God, I need a word from you tonight, God. In the name of Jesus. God, we pray that you direct our paths, God. Not just tonight, but every night, every day. Direct our path, God, and teach us how to move by the Holy Ghost, God. Move by the wind of God. God, take us to the place that God, that we know again, they've been touched. We thank you, God, for our children, our grandchildren. And we know we're laying up seeds for our children. And our grandchildren. We thank you in advance, God, for the holy things of God. And you, God, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, we're going to start out in the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms. And the eighth chapter. And we'll give um, people a little few more minutes to think it. But turn to Psalms number eight. If you need a pencil and paper, um, you get your pencil paper. If you want to write on something um, and stuff like that. Amen. Psalms 8. Tonight I'm coming from the King James Bible. Tonight. Psalms 8. Amen. Amen. The book of Psalms is, is written by several people in the Bible. Um, this one here. Um, and then it was the chief musician, um, of David. And, um, as I always do, I always ask God for a word because I just don't want to say anything that I've studied, but I always ask God. And you know, a lot of times when you go have things going on in your life as well, you ask God for your word. Because I don't want to be not in the will of God. And I begin to think about how God himself, Jesus, died on a cross for us. 
in a time like this, in a time of uh, pandemic, this time of uh, food shortages, a time as this when it seems like the world is going awry, in a time like this, um, like in that happened uh, in this country recently, um, people were killed um, in a huge explosion. Um, um, the times like this when um, it seems like the world is walking in confusion or chaos. And because the Bible says that we're not, um, um, he loves us. Um, and they said in the book of Esther that um, for who knows whether we are called for such a time as this. Amen. And so we have to sometimes look back at our lives and say, God, um, where do I belong? Or what am I called to do? What am I ordained to do? Um, am I walking in the will of God? Amen. Um, because we are in a time of not just a pandemic, but... Um, and the time of um, much homosexuality, much time of confusion, much time of disorder, much time of gun violence. So we have to begin to talk to God and say, God, what do I do? Where do I belong? Why was I made? And what is my destiny as well as my destination in God? And so God dealt with me today primarily about Psalms number 8. Amen. Okay. Psalms 8. And um, it's just only a couple of scriptures here. And then I'll kind of move around. Okay. And I'm going to entitle this message, What is Man? Amen. So we're starting at Psalms number 8. Again, this book um, was written, and I began to ask God why a lot of these things are going on. Because we can talk to God, whether he answers or not. He, he And he's dealing with us about Psalms 8. And I'm just going to go... Um, um, two or three scriptures, Psalms 8, starting at verse number 4. Ah, God. Well, let's go back, Psalms 3. What is man is the title. And it says this, For when I consider the heavens, and the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou is mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visited him? Verse 5, for thou hast made him, 
a little lower than the angels and has crowned him with the glory and the honor. Verse 6. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands, and thou hast put all things under his feet. Entitled, What is Man? God has created us to walk in his dominion. And not just walk in his dominion, but walk in the power that he has ordained for us. What is man? Why did God create man? Well, we know, first of all, that God created us um, because he loved us. He created us because of his ultimate, unconditional love. And because he loved us, he created a whole world. And not just the world, but when God spoke in his word in um, Genesis 1, and he said, um, for in the beginning, God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form, and God said, let there be light, for it was the evening and the morning of the first day. So God created this earth, and not just the earth, but the stars, the universe, the galaxy. stars and everything. God created this earth just because he loved us. Okay. God loved man because it was his thought to love us. The world or the extremities of life could have been here without, without man being appearing. But because of his unconditional love, he chose to create a place for his people. For again, he created the moon, the stars, the stars, the hemispheres, the galaxies. I mean, there's there's, uh, Saturn and there's uh, Venus and Mars and Pluto and all nine um, um, these um, places. So, God created everything for man. So in Psalms 8, when he talks about, he says, I, he says this, um, um, uh, verse 4, he says, What is man that thou art mindful of him? And son of man that thou visitest here. So why God is, why is it so important that God created man? Why? Because he loved him. 
And he not just loved him, but he created a universe for him. He created gravity for him. He did everything because the thought of that he wanted somebody to love and for him to love them. Okay. How do you um, ask that question today or why you say, Prophet, why would you say, ask me, what is man? Because of the ultimate sacrifice of Christ, he loved us. In fact, the last thing he commands in the New Testament, he says, I command you to love. He loves you, but he commands us to love him. So, what is man? What is a man? Why is it so important that God would create us? And then he turned around and says, then he called, he created the angels a little lower. Okay. Why? Man has free, uh, freedom of thought. Uh, man can make decisions. Unlike animals, the animals move only by God speaking. And animals move, uh, for example, when there's a, a fire, all of a sudden the animals begin to walk or run from the fire. So those things are built in senses of different kinds of animals. Animals roar only because God speaks it. And when he speaks it, the roar comes out of his loins. But this scripture lets us know that God loves us unconditionally. And then God asks a question, what is man? First of all, man is a human being. And I'm not just saying specifically a man or woman, but man meaning, for example, the word mankind, okay? So God loves us so much that he created a being in his image and his likeness because of the ultimate thought of I have a man that I created in my own image. In fact, he loved me so much that he created me to look just like him. Okay. Okay. A human being that has a brain, that has brain cells, that has blood running uh, through their veins. He has created him in his image and my thoughts, my mindset. And then with all these powers, with built in within the human body, God still gave him free will to love him. For example, he could have all made us all walk like him, talk like him, all could have been just like him, but he gave us free choice. Why? Because he loved us no matter what. So what is man? I'm a human being. I have uh, red blood cells. I have white blood cells. I have kidneys. All the parts that's built into me because he loved me. Why? 
unconditionally. That's why when we make mistakes and we go to God and he and we repent before him, then he turns around and he forgives us. That is the ultimate cost of love. Now, he loved us before our mama met our daddy. He loved us before our grandma met our granddaddy. He loved us before us. Uh, uh, before the beginning of time, he loved us. In fact, he loved us so much that he 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 made um, special people. In other words, he knew he wanted who Mama was going to marry, who Grandma was going to marry. Simply as he speaks of in the book of Jeremiah, he says that I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. And he says, guess what? I have a plan just for you. So that's why he says, he asks this question, what is man? Okay. And he asked that question not because, um, 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 just to say it, but he wanted to acknowledge that he is Elohim. Yes, the Old Testament has all these different names for God. Um, El Shaddai, the God more than enough, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But God wanted you to know that he loved us unconditionally. And when he created us, and now he turns to the book of Psalms, number eight, and then he asks us, what is man? Why are you so important? Am I only important just to repro uh, to create other beings like you? Am I important simply because I'm a food a chain or uh, there's food to you uh, on the earth? Is it important to you simply because of uh, I want all my life to create millions of dollars? Uh, why is it important that God created man? He created substance in our lives. He, first of all, he, he dealt with the outward man. That if God had not supplied it, we wouldn't have food to eat. If God had not allowed it, we wouldn't have beds to sleep in. He'd given men wisdom to create telephones and cell phones and cars and trucks and trains and armies and vessels, God has had the wisdom to create everything that we see and we think about in our lifetimes. But there is a time in our life when we will begin to think about who we really are and whose we are. And in 2020, 20, we have to consider but all the things that's going around in our lives, that every one of us, at one point, we will die. There will be a time when we will no longer exist. And what is important about this person? What will you leave in your legacy? What can you say that you have left a marker in your lifetime that somebody would remember who you are. What is man that thou art mindful of him? 
So I ask you tonight, what are you leaving behind? What is the most valuable possession in your lifetime? What do you think that you will accomplish in your lifetime? Could it be your children? Could it be your husband? Would it be the fact that um, you've given your life to Christ? What is the most important thing in your life? Maybe when you're about 10 or 15, um, those things might not um, be important. But as you get a little older, you have to begin to realize that we're not going to always be here, always. And I believe, ladies and gentlemen, that the most important thing that we could have in our lifetime is our relationship with Christ. Your love, your hate, your dislikes, but most of all, your relationship with Christ. I can't preach to you to tell you you're saved or you're not saved. But so we all have to make those decisions. But again, David asked this question, what is man? What is man? Jesus loves us. No matter what we go to, you know, even especially today, a lot of times, um, the first thing we say, well, all these things are going wrong and nobody has money and, and the whole economy is in the tank and, and I don't know what's going on and, and the crazy are getting crazier and people are running around and partying when we're in the middle of a pandemic and not that we don't trust God. But you know what? I learned over the years that God wants us to use Wisdom, because the Bible tells us that wisdom is the principal thing. It's like a doctor going into surgery without washing his hands. And he puts his little gloves on and he goes into surgery. And all the diseases and all the germs that could be accumulated in this particular place simply because they have not washed their hands. Take it to the, to the spiritual. If you have not washed your heart in Christ, that's why David said, What is man that I am mindful of him, that I would remember him, and that I would pray unto him as a sense, an incense, or a worship unto God to remember him and to remember God and remember God's mercies towards us so when we go through our little situations remember that God is mindful of us God is always thinking about us God is always making a way out of us because why he loves us no matter what we do, no matter what we go through, he is the ultimate lover because 
He loves you. For what? Mindful. Why is God loving us so much when we sometimes feel like we're unlovable? Okay. Why? Because Jesus himself is love. Jesus is love. No matter what we go through, God loves us. That's why the question is asked, what is mindful of God? We have to know who we are in God. In such a time like this, we have to know who we serve. In such a time like this, no matter how we feel, no matter whether our husbands might be driving us crazy or our kids might be driving us crazy or maybe you lost a job today or maybe you don't know how you're going to feed all five or six of your kids. The Bible says, what is, what is man? that I am mindful of him, that I'm going to make a way out of no way for him. Well, I will make a way of escape for him because I died on a cross for you. So, and because of that love, you don't ever have to want to think you want to give up or throw in the towels. I don't know about you, but there are many times in my life I've said maybe I've maybe given, I've thrown away a, a whole bunch of towels in my life. I might have thrown up a whole bunch of Dollar General uh, towels in life because I was just tore up from the floor up, disgusted, aggravated, um, just wanted just to say forget this. This is just too much for me. But because of his love for us. Even in the midst of the storm of life, the storm of the pandemic, the storm of uh, I don't know whether I'm going to take care of how to take care of my children. I don't know. I've got so much money as far as um, college debts. I don't know how I'm going to make it. But God is in control. Jesus Christ, the living Jesus himself, will take care of us. That's why he said, for what is man that I am uh, mindful of him? Uh, what is man that I would love you so much? What is man that no matter what you do do to me, I love you and you may. Why? He said, what is man? Man. God loves man. God loves mankind. God loves his people. He may not like all the things that we do, but he loves us anyway. That's why you can live years and years and years, and maybe at that last moment you say, Lord, I repent and, um, and forgive me and accept me into your life, in my kingdom. Because the ultimate love is love itself. And I can't say to you that there might have been people in our lives who are quite unlovable. Okay? In the natural. But we are commanded by the Bible to love unconditional in 
the spirit. I might not like what you do. I might not like what you say. I might not how you treat me, but I'm still commanded to love. And it's not about, oh, you're perfect, you're Miss Goody Two Shoes. No, it's at the end of the day, when you die, where will you end up in eternity? And what you will leave behind as a legacy. Anybody can have a legacy of money. Anybody can have a legacy of homes on the lake and lottery winnings and um, um, travel all over the world. Anybody can have those kind of legacies. But the true legacy comes only from Christ. True legacy comes through the Word of God. True legacy is standing, hallelujah, and waiting for the manifestation of his glory. True legacy is living like God wants us to live. That's true legacy. That's true legacy. True legacy. What is a man? Well, you know, by definition, do you know that um, when you look, I looked up, actually, the the um, parts um, that we were created and how we were made, okay, in the image of God, okay. But the fact remains, they are different particles that we were made above from the ground, Okay. And those things uh, came together in the form of Adam, okay, from the ground, okay. And from the ground and from the dirt of the red earth, actually, Adam names means red dirt or red clay, okay. Well, to now, today, we come from our mother's womb, okay. We were created in his image of God. Will we come through our mother's womb onto this earth? Okay. And in once we come out of the womb, there's the three stages of life. There's the infancy that I talked about, and the infancy stage that we must we must be fed and clothed and changed and nurtured. The next stage of our life, we grow up and we go into um, elementary school and pre-K and we begin gain knowledge and wisdom and understanding. But at the end of the day, in the third stage of our life, we become mature. In fact, he tells us in his word, he says, for um, I once was a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Well, the same way in the um, the the natural, that when you don't know Christ, okay, and you have to be taught of His Word, taught in His wisdom, taught in His and and learn how to grow and mature in Him, and then all of a sudden we grow up, become mature saints, and in the maturity, God, maturity. 
of God, we realize as human beings or homo sapiens, okay, we must become mature in the things of God. So when Paul, when, when God uh, talks to David and says, what is man? So now God is talking to the mature man, the man of Christ, the man of wisdom, the man of, un- of knowledge, the man of understanding. What is man? Do you have wisdom to understand now at this point in life we must Realize that we will die one day, and where will we end up? What is man? And when you come to the point of maturity, some people mature at an early age. It's like having being a little kid around the house, and she might be six or seven, but she's really smart for age, and because she's mature. So as an adult, in the spirit realm, we must begin to grow in the knowledge and the wisdom of who God is in us. For what is man? A man that's changed by God. A man that has given his life to Christ. A man that's now reading his Bible and walking in the wisdom and the knowledge of God. A man that has a prayer life. The man has a consistent love of God. A man that even though he might think evil, but he's going to turn around and live for Christ. What is man? That I am mindful. That I love you so much, man. That I myself as Christ will live and go through for 33 years, die on a cross, get up again on the third day. Why? Simply because I love you, Christ, the Anointed One, Christ, Jehovah, Jireh, Christ, Adonai, Jehovah, Christ. Jehovah Nisi, Christ, Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace, Jehovah Makedush, the Lord, our Master, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Elam, Jehovah Rahi, Christ, what is man? that thou art mindful in. What is man that I would get up on a cross and die for you because of the ultimate choice of loving us? Yes, we're all going through. But I've learned in the process of it, the key word is we're going through the valley of the shadow of death. We're going through hard times, but we won't stay there. We're going through situations, but we're not going to live there. We're not moving into the valley. We're going through the valley and the shadow of death. Take, for example, and the children of Israel. They came out. But they walked in the desert, okay, 
for 40 years, going through again and again in a process where it should have only taken 10 or 15 days. Why? They were disobedient. Why? They didn't listen. Why? Because they began to, to try to follow strange gods. Why? Because they were disobedient. Therefore, it might have taken 10 days, but because of uh, Israel's doing uh, wrong things, they ended up in the desert. And Moses himself got in trouble. But God allowed him. He loved Moses so much so that he allowed him to go up and to look and to see over the other side. What is man that thou art mindful of him? So that Christ, that anointed one, that God more than enough, that merciful-minded persons of God, that God remembers us every day. God loves us every day. God visits us in the spirit every day when you become mature in him. Okay. And he has allowed us, because we walk in his image, that we can take dominion. Okay. That dominion gives us authority over the things around us. Dominion. But you have to know who you are in God to take dominion in the place where God wants us to be. Again, he says in his word, for in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was out form, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and God said that there be light, and that light now today is the light of Christ. For what is man? I was created. We are created to walk like Christ, talk like Christ. Act like Christ and look in the mirror every day and see the mindfulness of in Christ in you because you are now and are, you are created to take dominion. In other words, you take command of your day. You take command of your life. You take command and the authority that God has given us as human beings for. He asks us, what is man? In other words, why is it so important that I created a universe, the atmosphere, the stratospheres, the hemispheres? Man, you are important to me so much that I died on a cross for you. You messed up in the Garden of Eden, and yet I made a way of redemption power. Redemption. Redemption means I'm coming back to reclaim you. 
redemption power to overcome, redemption power to create a whole universe again for you, redemption power. He came back to redeem us. That's why it is so important to know that he, he says in this particular scripture, what is man? That I, I myself have come back to redeem you as a lost soul. And just the thought of that redemption power. He came back for your soul. He, he, he's redeeming us. He's giving us opportunity to say, Jesus, Lord, Accept me back into this life again. Because I love you so much. My God's mind. We must take on the mind of Christ. We must take on the mind of Christ. For when God loved us so much, he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for you. You, all of you, God himself died for you. Can you imagine? You weren't even created 400 years ago, but he died just for you and I. He didn't do it for baby and them, mom and them, um, and all these other people. But the Bible says he died for you and I. And I think in 2020, with all the signs of the times, of all the situations on this earth today, um, um, kids deciding they want to change their sex organs or, uh, all kinds of, um, homosexuality. There was this, it was always there in the, in the Bible before, but it is now so prevalent that they would want to go and change their sex organs because it's almost like saying, well, God, you're wonderful, but, um, I think you made a mistake that I should have been a man instead of a woman. So, um, because I want to do that, I'm just going to go ahead and do that. No. He loves the person, but he doesn't love the sin. Okay. Um, there's a time. I never thought in the United States of America there would be a time when food would be so scarce. Okay. But it is a sign of the time. Timothy says this. He says, for in the last days, men will become lovers of themselves more than loving God. Uh, men are more, people are more selfish now, self-servient now. They don't care about anybody else but themselves now if they don't have the heart of Christ in them. In other words, this is a sign of the times. Okay. People leaving here, I think the United States now is maybe 150 or 60,000 um, people, Americans in this country alone, have died so far from the beginning of the year. 
And this is just August. Okay. These are signs of the apocalyptic times. In the book of Revelation, the signs of the times. For what is man that God loves us so much that he died on the cross just for you and I? For what is man that thou art mindful of him? For the mindfulness of that he loved you before you were formed. He loved you before you were in the mother's womb. He loved you unconditionally in your nastiness, your meanness, and all the self-recentedness. He loved us unconditionally. Therefore, you go into the book of John 3.16, for God so loved, he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's how mindful of him he is. He's so mindful that he knows how many hairs on your head or hairs on your wig or how many hairs on your implants. He knows all about you. He knows the color of your hair. He knows your blood type. He knows um, all about you. God loves you anyway. God loves us. And so David asked this question to, in this book he says, for what is man that you think so much of me, that you love me so much unconditionally in my mess, in my sin, through my sin, out of my sin, being redeemed back to God, giving my life to Christ, but he loved me anyhow. For what is man? He loved us enough to die. He loved us so much when they put him on the cross and he gave his last breath. That the whole earth shook, not just Florida, not South Carolina, not just Texas, but Jesus Christ, God himself, the whole earth shook. And not just the earth shook, but the universe shook. Not just the universe, but the stars, the stratospheres. Everything, the universe shook at the death of Christ because he could get up off that cross. He didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to suffer. He didn't have to been beaten and beaten, beaten toward his face was un. Recognizable. He couldn't have to do anything if he didn't want to. But because Jesus Christ, the living God, loved us so much to be beaten, bloody, torn, flesh torn. But he redeemed us because of his love, his humanity towards human beings. 
whether we're born in France, whether we're born in Africa, whether we're born in Jerusalem, whether we're born in Spain, or whether we're born in, 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 in Ireland or any other country, God knows all of us. Jesus loves us. And David asked God, what is man? Why is it so important? Why would you die for us? Why would you get beaten till your face was not recognizable? Why would you take all these scars for us? Well, ladies and gentlemen, he did this out of love. Unconditional love. Loved us no matter what. Loved us when he could have easily just wiped out Adam and Eve. And that's it. I'm done. Let's go back up with my Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And which is fine. God, I tried it. No, but he loved us enough to be beaten. Beaten to the point that your skin has been snatched from your back and snatched from your Muscles and snatch from your groin, snatch. But he loved us. He loved us, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus loved us. And he took it. And he died. And he died again. The earth shook. When he died, it got dark. It, when he died, even this, hallelujah, the soldiers said, surely this man must have been God. Why? Because he loved us unconditionally. And in this, how do we learn? We learn now. In the situations that we're in today, because of the beating, because of all the things that we're going on, he has, he's teaching us tonight to take dominion and authority of everything around you, near you, through you, in your lifetime. Give your life to Christ. If your life, if you've given your life to Christ, if you sin, Repent. You know who you are. Because he took a beating. He suffered. He died. And the Bible says on the third day, took the keys. Okay. Got up on the third day. So we have the right to the tree of life. For what is man? Man loves, God loves man so much that he endured everything because of his love. His love is unconditional. His love is matchless. 
His love is in a built-in love. He is a man that does not lie. And again, he loved us so much that then he died. He got up, walked around, and he told the holy, the people, he said, I have to go away now. So I can send you what? He says, another comforter. I have a comforter that if I can't leave this place with you, man, man, I can't leave you here. But when I have to go so that I can send my comforter, I can send my helper, I can send somebody that I've gone to be with my father. So when you're going through, the comforter is right there. When there's death in your family, the comforter is there. When there's destruction everywhere, there's a comforter there. When when God is sending the death angels around the world, there's a comforter there. When children are dying, old people are dying, there's a comforter there. Why? He says, because what is man that I find I love you so much, I can endure so much, I go through so much, I created my disciples to act like me, walk like me, talk like me. So now I've got to go away. So when I go away, I didn't leave you helpless, homeless, without confusion, lost, don't know what to do. I've got a comforter that I've left for you. For what is man? I am a human being. I make mistakes. I've fallen short. But because of Jesus, and he gives us the right to the tree of life, that even in my sin nature, when I repent, God forgives me and redeems me back to God. For what is man? I am nothing without God. I cannot breathe without God. I cannot think about God without God. I can't move without God. And if I don't wake up in the morning, it's only because God has allowed it. For what is man? That thou art mindful of him. So, tonight, breathe on us tonight, God. Breathe on us tonight, God. Breathe on us tonight, God, and let us know that thou art mindful of him. I thank you, God, because of the Holy Ghost. I thank you, God, in the name of Jesus. That everybody under the sound of my voice knows that God is mindful of us. That you created us, you maintained us, you have saved us. And God, if there's anybody on this line that has not given their life to Christ, know that Jesus Christ, the living God, Jesus Christ, the God more than enough, Jesus Christ that keeps us in the midst of our storms. Thank you, God, that even in the valley and the shadow of death, you're still right there. God, so we thank you in advance. God, move on our spirit, God. 
save us if we're not saved. Reclaim us if we're not reclaimed. Fill us, God, with the Holy Ghost. That those that are not filled with the Holy Ghost right now, in the name of Jesus. Because, God, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But today, God, I give you my life again and again and again. And we acknowledge, God, that you died on a cross for all of us. And when you died, God, the earth shook. God, when you died, things changed. God, when you died, there's another move of God that comes in the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost, when they were on one accord in one place, God. And we thank you for the indwelling of the Holy Ghost tonight like never before, God. For what is man? For thou art mindful of him. For you are the living God. You are the second Adam. You are King of kings and Lord of lords, master preacher, master teacher, warrior, toast taskmaster. You are the living God. Save us all over, God, if we need to be saved. Wash us all over again if we need to be washed. Take the Holy Ghost, God, and run rampant in our spirits, God, that we will never, ever, ever believe be the same again. God, I ask you even for myself, God. God, save me all over again. Wash me all over again. I need your glory, God. I need your power. I need God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. So we speak to every land, every nation on this line. Hallelujah. Take Jesus, your source. I walk, come into the kingdom for such a time as this. For we are kings and queens and royal priesthood. We are a holy nation in the name of Jesus. For what is man that thou art mindful of him? In the name of Jesus. So we thank you, God, that you've created all these things just for us. Everything in the universe for us. And most of all, God, we thank you just for loving us like never before. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we praise you. We thank you for everybody's on the line. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you because you are King of kings and Lord of lords. God, if there's anybody on the line that wants a special prayer or anything, I'm going to do this now um, to say something right now. And if not, um, if there's any special prayer, I just or just want to call out your name, um, we can do that too at this time. Go ahead. If anybody wants to say anything right now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen, hallelujah, amen. All righty, 
Okay. Okay. Amen, amen. Okay, we're going to go ahead and um, go ahead and uh, close out. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you for covering us under the blood of Jesus. And we plead the blood of Jesus over this nation and every nation on the line. We plead the blood of Jesus, oh God, from Africa to America, oh God, from New Zealand, uh, Jamaica. God, we thank you in advance, God. Cover us under the blood. God, you do what you're going, you know what you're allowing to happen. But cover your sins in the name of Jesus. And we thank you now. We praise you now. And we adore you now. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Amen, saints. God bless you. Uh, we'll see you uh, next Thursday night. Again, we'll have a service um, Sunday morning, and we will have another one um, um, Tuesday night. So catch one of these um, podcast services um, at any night you would like to. Uh, God bless you. I have style smile upon you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Bye-bye.